Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Ronnie. Hey. So, curious, did, have you ever heard of this guy named Orson Welles? Yes, I have. He was this famous guy from ooh, the 1930s to 1950s, and he he was an actor, and he wrote a bunch of stuff and directed films, and he did radio shows. He was, like, super famous during that time period. So you have heard of him? Yes, absolutely. I watch a lot of I Love Lucy. Oh, um, yeah. My favorite shows, and he's he's come up a couple times on there. I think there's a they go to, like, L.A. for a season, and he's there or something. But, yes, so I'm very familiar. My grandpa liked him, too. Yeah. So one of the things that he's most famous for that I always think of when I hear his name is this radio show that he did called The War of the Worlds. Have you ever heard of this? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a really kind of interesting story and you know, I wanted to talk about it and share it with our readers in case they haven't heard about this. So War of the Worlds. Oh, before we talk about that. So back in the 1930s and 1940s, they didn't have TVs, and when people would be entertained, when they went to sit around with their family, they could either read a book or the newest thing was listening to radio shows. Kind of like a very, very early version of what? Of podcasting, right? It actually is. always feels like we came full circle. I, I know. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. But yeah, it was radio shows, and so at that time, there were people who just talked like we talk right now. Or they they would do shows, so they would act out this whole drama in front of the microphones, and then everyone would sit at home on the radio shows and listen. And so they would tell different kinds of stories. So the, the medium at the time was radio. That was a popular medium. And the people who produced radio were coming up with all different ways of engaging their audience and doing different types of entertaining radio shows. So um, Orson Welles was known as this fantastic voice actor and so he wrote and produced all of these radio shows and his most famous radio show is the one we're talking about war of the worlds now war of the worlds was a book by hg wells uh, about uh aliens invading and it had been written 40 years previously and i guess orson wells they're not related hg wells and orson wells by the way (laughs) Orson Welles. very confusing. Spelled differently, I know. <laughs> it is spelled differently. I know. But as I say it, I believe they're pronounced the same. So if I'm – maybe it's Orson Welles. I don't know. I apologize if it's I'm Wells. pronouncing it. It's Welles. It is Welles. Okay. Yep. So they had been – one of the things they had been experimenting with is taking books and uh, making them dramatic and you know, kind of acting them out on the radio show. And they decided one week that they were going to do this book called War of the Worlds about aliens invading. Sounds sounds all good and, and normal, right? It's a normal thing. Nothing strange <laughs> about it. Except they decided in being innovative that unlike usually when they just kind of read the story or they had actors' voices reading the words of the story that they were going to do something really unique. They were going to make the book sound as though it was a real event happening right now. Now at the beginning of the show, for anyone who happened to have been listening at the beginning of the show, they did say 
this is a dramatization. These events are not really happening. We are just acting them out. But then they started their whole little show and the whole show was there's an emergency aliens have landed they are destroying all of the stuff and then they had what sounded like official news broadcasters coming in saying this is the radio station and everyone needs to be worried about all this that's happening and then they cut to you know some government's uh position uh, government office also saying emergency so for anyone who happened to click into the show after the original announcement, they had no idea that this was not real. And to them at that time, now for us now, if we were to turn on the TV, like Brittany, if you said you turned on the TV and there was uh, what looked like a new show, but it looked like it was some overdramatic new show, would your, your first thought be like, oh, that must be true? Or would your first thought be, oh, maybe I turned it onto a movie? And they're showing well, newscasts. Well, these days, it reminds me of like Facebook having the like fact checkers, right? These days, I'm, I'm shocked we don't have fact checking on anything we watch. But I think if I were to see something being that over, uh, you know, dramatized, dramatized um, I would think it was a movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you turn on the TV and newscasters are saying, aliens just landed. I don't know, though, Ronnie. There were murder hornets in 2020. Uh, or there were supposed oh, that's to be. right. That's right. <laughs> but yes, I would, I would definitely think I was watching a movie. But back then, so now we are so much more aware that, you know, we could be being fooled at any given moment. And so, you know, our, we're thinking a little bit more, hopefully. Some people are, not everyone is. But back then, this was brand new. No one even thought of the idea that this could be fake, that what they're hearing could be fake news. I mean, that was not a, a term or a concept to them. So people started freaking out because they thought that, for real, there were newscasters saying that aliens were landing, things were being destroyed. They thought there was really a government office giving emergency um, information to people. They thought it was re real and they flipped out. They went, they panicked and it caused this huge, big panic. Uh, and so anyways, kind of to follow up on the story is that the next day Orson Welles got into a lot of trouble because he like incited panic but so this have you heard the to me I have heard the story this is funny to me because uh like what part you just said about him getting in trouble because nowadays you know there was parody sites Babylon B and things like that getting in trouble for satire is what it's called when you you do something it's called like a spoof like you take something and in um I'm trying to think of an example of it Basically, you take something that's kind of true and you make it into a silly, outrageous story. But then Facebook and places were saying like, no, people are going to believe it. You have to tell them it's not real. But part of the funny humor part of it is you look at it and you're like, oh, you know, it's not, it's so outrageous. This couldn't be real. So it kind of reminds me of that, you know, like where people are like, oh, how, you know, you're responsible for this person thinking it's real. So I think there's some parallels to today. That's really interesting point. I hadn't even thought about that, but you're right. Um, so I guess it just depends on trying to figure out what people at one certain time are going to take as true and not take as true. And we never know, right? Because people, it, it kind of reminds me too, there's like a joke on the internet where it's like you look at the title, but you don't click on an article. 
Mm-hmm. You just you just look at the title and then you you try to guess what the article's about and then you get something wrong. It's like that, right? If they just tuned in for some of it and heard that, they wouldn't know because they didn't listen to the whole thing. But there's also no playback. You can't rewind an old school radio that didn't exist. Oh yeah, so that's yeah. So it's just really interesting. But I also feel like I would have loved to have been around when that happened. As somebody who likes over dramatic things. I think it would have been I think it would have been really fun. <laughs> Do you think that, you know, if you can imagine putting yourself back into, you know, 90 years ago and you had heard that broadcast, how do you think you would have responded? That is a really good question. I had to stop and think about it because of course I like to think of myself as, you know, an intellectual who would never fall for that. <laughs> but course. I think I think you have to put yourself into the mindset of of the people yeah, living back then, what they were used to, what they weren't used to. I tend to be a don't trust anything in the beginning person. So I think I would have been skeptical just because that's in my mind, in my, you know, core, I like to question everything. So I think my first thing would have been like, what's going on here? But that doesn't mean I might not have gotten a little panicky. You know, I I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I feel like I'm the same. If this was the first time I'd ever been in that experience, I may have, yeah. Maybe I would have believed it. But then at the same time, it's really fascinating because, as you mentioned with Babylon B and people not knowing it was satire and you know, getting upset about it, the methods that are used to reach people or entertain people are going to continue changing and they're always going to be something new. So as we go into the future, who knows how information will, will be presented to us and it's entirely possible that something else could come out and because we haven't seen it presented in that way, we want to believe it. So it makes me wonder how do we know what is fake news? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think the best thing would be, you know, you've got, you've got to do your own research, but the unfortunate part of that that people don't want to do is that takes a lot of time. I called it, I think I've told our listeners this before I call it, going on like a treasure hunt, right? You have to look, you have to Google everything or research every little thing, and that takes a long time, and people don't want to do that, right? They just mm-hmm. want to get their news quickly and then go about their day, and that's how we get fake news, you know? Yeah, so I guess the, the only thing I can think is that if we can work on developing a questioning mind, so anytime we hear news – and it sounds plausible or it sounds as though it's being told to us in an official manner that inside of ourselves, the first thought is, hmm, this sounds strange. Let me think about it. So regardless of if you're in the 1930s and you hear, oh, aliens are landing, you could go, hmm, this sounds strange. Let me go outside and check. <laughs> Let me like run down the street and see what I see. Or even now, if we read something that we're not sure if it's satire or real, just be like, hmm. I don't know. I think that's really the best way, wouldn't you say? Just developing a questioning mind. Yes, exactly. Because that's why you would research, right? Like, so you just have to question everything. Now, that does sometimes mean you become that person that's questioning everything. But I think it's better to do that than to believe anything. We have so many people, the pandemic showed us that we're willing to just believe whatever anybody told them on the news. And I get it. It was scary, right? I get it. It was a really scary time. We didn't know in the beginning everything COVID was going to be or what it was. But people were so quick to just take everything they heard as truth. So yeah, have a questioning mind. I think that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Because who know who knows what we're going to be told again in the future and to believe or not to believe. 
or or what you know what's going to change because that's the thing with back to COVID like the trust the science science is changing science evolves science by its nature isn't settled right it keeps changing so you've got to keep questioning I like you said questioning mind I think I think that's a, a great way to put it but um I don't know Ronnie we can end it there unless you have anything else to add um no I think that I I'm good with ending it there I think yeah just kind of developing a questioning mind is really it seems to be maybe the key Right? Absolutely. And maybe pra- maybe practice that, you know, when you hear something on the news or you hear something on a podcast, you know, go don't even trust us, right? Go Google yeah. it. Go find yeah. out if it's real. Call us out if we get something wrong. We'd love to have that. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe and tell your friends about us. And Ronnie, until next time, we will talk to you later. All right. See you soon. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.